0: and on that note i want to welcome everybody to the world according to that man benjamin jeremy stein um i want to welcome the rumblers the ranthers the truthers i want to welcome everybody remind everybody to subscribe to our email benstein.substack.com that is benstein.substack.com uh i want to welcome everybody and say hello to a Welcome back, of course, to contributing editor who filled in at the last moment for a guest that canceled uh, from Newsmax and all, from Newsweek and all over
1: America. Peter, and we are Ross. very, very grateful. We are very, very grateful to have you here, Peter. Yeah. Very. I,
2: I'm, I'm not, not nearly as happy as I am to be here.
1: Well, God bless you, sir. God bless you. You are gentle and and thanks, a gentleman and a scholar,
0: and, and of, a scholar. of
1: course, very much this, a scholar.
0: This show would not can be complete without America's humble servant. He is. A writer, a lawyer, former speechwriter to two presidents, multiple Emmy Award winner, former lawyer at the FTC, a big job at the FTC. And sure. of course, no, it
1: wasn't a big job at all, but I have had some big legal jobs, but not that one. Sir, sir, sir. Yes, sir, would you move this damn thing out of the way, please? Sorry. Of course, of course,
0: he, of course, he's a father, he's a grandfather. No, no, way,
1: way out of the way, way out of the way. He's a, he yeah. I am a master of a mansion with many, many wonderful people to work at it. He is,
0: and most importantly, his husband
1: and my husband of a saint, of a saint, of a living, breathing saint.
0: Secondly, most importantly, he is the doctor, Benjamin Jeremy Stein.
1: And I have been trying all day <laughs> to get something out of my throat, which is lodged in there. I don't know what it is, but I think it is part of a croissant roll that i bought at my favorite grocery store pavilions made perhaps in too much of a hurry i but i do uh do give you the fact that pavilions is a really great store except well, not, if you, it, it, except it could also music. be
2: acid reflux which the president apparently suffers from according mm-hmm. to his medical report yeah,
0: which it, causes
1: him to choke when he talks oh my God. You're getting
0: no, no. That's, that, that's that's his.
1: That's what the white. House that's very serious. Said. That that. Well, with respect, I did not. I I read the headline. I didn't read the story. Uh, acid reflux is terribly unpleasant. Yes, it is. I'm terribly yes, serious. Is. I've had acid reflux many a time. It's no joke, and I don't wish it upon anyone. Not even Elon Omar. And,
0: and he has an extremely I, and Biden has an extremely stiff gait. Um, yes. Yes, his gait is very well, the way right the way he walks, yes. Peter.
2: Yes, he has a stiff gait. So he <laughs> was he was examined by a podiatrist and an os, os, not an osteopath. Please don't what's say, the, an, osteopath. Please don't say the, an osteopath. What's the what's the what's the word? The the the, the bone doctors who, who
1: oh make sure uh, everything functions. Orthoscopic? No. Orthopedist. Orthopedist. Yeah. Orthopedist. Okay. Before we get into it,
0: before we get into this, I got to wish my mother a happy three quarter of a century uh, birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday,
1: birthday, Mrs. Friedman. God bless you.
0: She is a uh, mother to three, a grandmother, and a great grandmother to seven, and a great grandmother to soon to be six, God willing.
1: Uh, We are very, very, very happy, Mrs. Friedman, that you gave the world judo.
0: Thank you that's, very much, That's sir. tremendous. Thank you, and thank that you. you're
2: sharing your wisdom with successive generations.
0: There you are. Thank you very much. And on that note, welcome back to the world, according to Ben Stein. Uh, I, I, I want to get into this medical thing, Ben, because Peter actually did send me the exact medical report. I'm not kidding either, from the White House. Uh, but well, it, it to be to be to be clear, it's not the
2: exact medical mm-hmm. report. I don't have access to the okay. Continental files. But I did receive the memorandum written by the doctor to the press secretary that described the procedures that the president um, went through during his physical and the information that they chose to report.
1: I have included a a barium Hmm. (laughs) enema. <laughs> um Well, if he had a
0: colonoscopy, it probably. Oh, did he? Did he
2: have a colonoscopy? I I, I don't think he did.
0: No. No. You we, we want to know why? I we know he probably didn't because I don't believe there was a day where Kamala Harris. I mean, there might have been in the first year, but in the second year where she was president, and when you do get a colonoscopy, <laughs> that they, they they are the president for a moment. On, on,
2: but, only only if you undergo. General anesthesia.
1: Oh well, my God, you have to be insane. You got to be, in, you got to be out of your
0: mind. Uh, not not that. Yeah, to, yeah Peter, it, Peter, if you're, if you're not, not crazy. out of your mind, well,
2: I'm, I'm having one next month, and I plan to be. Steve Martin brilliantly said on one of the late night talk shows. He says, "Death is like a colonoscopy. It's dark. It's quiet. It's peaceful. Life is the prep day."
1: <laughs> that's very good that's very good very very good indeed that's, i love that that's very very good that's, that's and, and i want, would like to add that my fine doctor dr jay alan jason co has prepared as it developed a new routine for the prep day which is not at all bad not at all um i'm not kidding I, I, not getting yeah. uh,
0: uh, good on colonoscopies uh i <laughs> I recommend every and
2: and and in in all seriousness, if you are a man over the age of forty-five, you should have you should schedule one. You bet. If you have never had one, if you are a man over or, the age of forty-five, you should schedule one. Colon cancer is very easy to detect and very easy to resolve in the earliest stages if you have a
1: colonoscopy. Or you can, or you can go to uh, some of the personals we have in West Hollywood.
0: I knew it was going to go down there, but Ben missing from this uh, from his health report was the obvious was the mental uh, was the uh, mental his mental acuity test, uh, which uh, obviously they did not test for the, they didn't test uh, to see if he was, if there is a there there. And I think so many of us are curious to see that. We, we could all see that he's got a stiff gait, that he walks a little slowly, that he coughs all the, you know, that he can't stop coughing uh, due to his acid reflux. Uh, but Ben, we didn't get the mental test.
1: And well, the mental but- test is very hard to do, because undoubtedly all the doctors in D.C. would be giving him a test would be Democrats. And they would say, oh, he's doing great. They did, huh. He's doing fabulous. So I think if they gave me the task of administering the mental health test, they might get a different uh, result than if they gave it the task to uh, see uh, Mr. Sharpton.
0: Now I'm curious, what would your questions be?
1: My question would be, what day is it? Uh, What year is it? Uh, Why do you think that um, making America short on oil and gas Natural gas in the midst of a worldwide energy crisis and uh, a world is on the risk of global war it was a good idea and uh, what makes you think that uh, the government will be created uh, to do the most efficient work and the best work if we choose people on the basis of their skin color and their race instead of on the on on their abilities and also
2: uh, also who is the president of the United States?
1: Because <laughs> at times
2: during his administration he's called Barack Obama that, he's called Kamala Harris that, um so I sort of want to know that he knew it
1: was him.
0: So maybe that's what all the name the show tonight. What would your what would your mental acuity questions be for Mr. Biden? Or
1: maybe just his president. The the
2: the the report that the White House disseminated is silent on the issue. They don't on discuss to it at, on on the issue of the mental acuity test. They don't we, we discuss it see. at all. They don't say it was given. They don't say it was not given. It's not addressed.
1: Well, we can see. We, I, think I, think I found
2: can. odd because I would think that in any eighty-year-old man, you would do that as part of an annual physical.
0: Well, I, think, I think these days, and, 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 you know, in in the interest of full discussion, I think anybody. As we're lear- as we're seeing in the great state of Pennsylvania, you bunch of jackasses. You voted in somebody that had to check himself in for the second time, and I'm not uh, uh, knocking depression or clinical depression in any which way, uh, in any which way. But you voted in a guy that had to check himself in one more time uh, to um, mental Walter health. Reed, Walter Reed for, for for I think it was Walter for, Reed for,
2: for, for Walter Reed for inpatient care, and that yeah. that's that's a I i i applaud him for for doing that i, do, know, too. Someone, I do someone someone who is visible and in the public mm-hmm. eye saying you know what i great he help
1: i i totally agree with you and i think i think we all owe him a vote of uh, thanks i i hope and pray that he will now resign i mean the idea that a person who is so ill they has to Check himself into the mental ward of Walter Reed uh, and continuing at a very, very high office in the government is blood curdling, it's, it's ben, almost it's also, unbelievable.
0: Ben, it's also a pox on the media, it's a pox on his handlers, and it's a pox on his family, because they knew.
1: Yeah, they knew. I, I, think, I think absolutely, and, and I I think you I started out right, you had know, a pox on the voters of Pennsylvania, a wonderful state, I used to go to a summer camp there, Love it a lot. One of my best friends, several of my best friends live there. Julie Eisenhower, owner of Murdoch Hamilton. Several of my very best friends live there. Uh, yeah, it's it's shocking. that I mean, if I may say so, the little I saw of him on television during the campaign, he did not seem to be a well person and again god bless him and let's hope he is treated although a clinical depression is extremely d- difficult to treat extremely. Yes. it's
0: also it's also been we bring this up a lot and you bring this up it's also very dangerous okay when you're when you're mentally ill and he and when you when you suffer from mental illness your decisions are going to be askew
1: you are not
0: bad. you are not so when you bring a a a, a guy that was in prison for murder Wait a minute!
1: Wait a minute! Wait a minute! He was in prison for murder.
0: No, when you bring, when he brought a convicted murderer to the State of the Union speech, and uh, what was it? Also, Peter chasing down a black guy with a gun. Uh, Many red flags in this. In this guy, I believe living in his parents. He he uh, he, he was
2: certainly unconventional.
1: Well, I mean, he, was, um, he had serious, he had serious uh, mental health problems and, and God bless him for turning himself in. But really, really and truly, if I may say this, his his handlers, I think Judah had exactly that, the exactly right that, word, they should be ashamed of themselves.
2: That, that is, I agree with you 100% that they allowed the partisan concerns about who was going to control the Senate, what the public policy implications were going to be. To keep them from replacing him on the ticket, and they I think they lied about his condition. I think that the, of course, the, of the press they in did. Pennsylvania and the national press corps showed very little interest in, in getting to the real story about what his condition was after the stroke and whether or not he was fit to serve in the United States Senate.
1: Absolutely. Um, it's an incredibly important job, and it's it's, it's stunning that the uh, media was so derelict, but also you, a, a stunningly you, revealing to us voters. You will,
2: you will remember, I'm Judah Wong, but you will, Justice Douglas in
1: the 70s. He used to, 70s, used to get had extreme a, fits who, of who rage. Had a stroke. Well, he also used to have extreme fits of rage.
2: Rage, and then, and then had a stroke and refused to leave the court until... The eight other justices said, if you don't resign, we're all gonna go public and say you need to be removed. Um, you know, you 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 gotta face up to that kind of stuff when you're in when you're in public office. And you know, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with people in public office getting, you know, getting therapy and being going to someone to talk over their problems and learn to work out their issues. I've done it in my lifetime. Um, I think it's admirable that people are willing to do that, but when you're in a position of authority, and 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 think of all the articles that were written about Don, you know, the psycho babble about Donald Trump, you know, and 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 his relationship with his father, and, and or about Nixon putting, for God's and sake. Nixon, they're, they're putting them, they're putting them all on the couch to tell the country they're crazy, and they can't be trusted while they're covering up for somebody who is having a poor recovery from a debilitating stroke.
1: poor recovery from a debilitating stroke is is, uh, putting it rather mildly. I mean, the guy was stone cold nuts. And I I don't uh, consider that a crime. I don't think he should be shot or put in prison as he would be in China. Uh, but uh, let's face facts. The media screwed up so badly here. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And so did Republicans, by
0: the way. Republicans yes, really did, did not. The Absolutely. Republicans did not. Uh, and I'm sorry to say somebody just brought up. Uh, you had Republicans like Karl Rove, who are spending a lot of ad dollars for Democrats over there who are who are really doing nefarious things. But and hockey love, I have to disagree with you. The reality is. Donald Trump was the outlier when he won in 2016 Pennsylvania. Yeah, we all we believe he did win in 2022, but they managed. They have 600,000 more registered Democrats in the state of Pennsylvania than they do than they do Republicans. And as much as I'd love to think that it was rigged this time, even Oz and nobody's going down that it just it, it, Fetterman won by by extremely high percentage point beyond the, the, the scope of cheating and I, you, you just have to look at the people of pennsylvania but, but
2: you know J- judah that, that that's that's true but oz who was not my preferred candidate in the race and fetterman had one debate and people had been voting for a month
0: yeah i percent. 70 percent
2: head to head yeah. and you can't you can't take the vote back. You can't show up seventy percent election day and say, "I changed my mind. I voted early for Fetterman, but now I want to vote for Oz."
0: I agree. I agree. I've said this many times. Rona McDaniel, who I don't think is competent for the job right now, the the, 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 ad, the ad campaigns moving forward for Republicans should be wait to vote, wait to vote. You could wait two weeks to vote before you hear the debates. Just wait to vote. Don't send your thing in three months beforehand. Before who you know the candidates are. Wait, Ben. Just wait. Wait till you hear them debate.
1: Why are you addressing this to me? I have, I don't
0: live in Pennsylvania. Well, I'm saying this across America. Is, well, it, I I
2: I think it take. I think people have too long to vote, and it takes too long to count the ballots. And we need to close both those windows. I I we we shouldn't have election season. We shouldn't have election month. Maybe election week, but you have to be able to demonstrate you have a reason that you can't show up at the polling place on election day. You can't just say, "Well, I, you know, I don't want to go." You know, I just want to, I just want to get, I just want the box checked early. You know, which puts a which puts a dent in in um, ballot harvest. But we let we let the voting go on for too long, and that leads to counting that lasts forever. There is no reason in the world why people should wake up the day after a national election without knowing who the new president is going to be. There is absolutely
0: no reason for that,
2: except the lawyers.
0: Well said, Peter.
2: (laughs) And and that's not an attack on on all lawyers, but just those partisan political lawyers who want to relitigate every close election and fight it out in court, and challenge ballots, and have ballots thrown out, and demand that extra ballots be counted. And and it is, it is suspicious how all those close elections that go down to recounts always seem to break for Democrats because they find a box of ballots in the in the county administrator's office that were in the closet, that nobody knew were there.
0: Peter, sadly, you haven't been listening to us for three years, but we've been preaching that. Uh, And if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world, according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. We're joined from Newsweek, gratefully, last minute, Peter Roth, and of course, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Ben, I don't know if you saw the news, but the uh, balloons that we shot down... The three <laughs> balloons were were from Hobby Lobby, and I'm no, I, so they so say. The, great, they say the yeah. hobby enthusiast balloons. And right. my and, and Ben, my question is: We have drones that fly fifty thousand feet in the in the sky, and when I, I could not agree with Ben Stein more when he talks about building up our defense. I wouldn't exactly build up our defense. What scares me is with the people we have running the defense. But Ben, three balloons we shot down that they were bragging about
1: that were. Well, hobby- I have to say with the greatest possible respect to the people who said this uh, hobby lobby, I happen to have Not a hobby lobby. lobby. They, they were hobbyists.
0: They're oh, I'm hobbyists. Sorry. Uh, well, uh, hobby- hobbyists the, are missing their balloons.
1: Well, with the greatest respect to hobbyists of all kinds. Uh, I have some books for some of those hobbyists. They might be interested in, but anyway, the, um, uh, I don't believe a word of it. Not a word of it. I mean, if uh, if these guys really wanted to, uh, if they're hobbyists and really want to know the weather, well, did they need to know the weather of our U.S. Excuse me, ICBM complex? Is that where they needed to know the weather exactly? exactly. And uh, there's extremely detailed data about the weather just about every acre of the United States on uh, what millions and millions of sites on Google. Why did they need to send up these incredibly high floating balloons? I'm sorry, but I don't believe it. I, I'm, 100,
0: uh, they're hundred. They're hundred
1: dollar. They're hundred dollar balloons. I believe. Who, they, need, who, they who needs to do
0: it? I mean, I, who who need, needs to do it at all? I, who needs half the hobbies that weird? The weird hobbies that people have. I mean, people have some weird hobbies out there. What's wrong with electric trains? <laughs> That's exactly right. Go back to electric. Gardening. trains. Gardening. But Ben, even even the, 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 the State Department is, is or whoever is saying that they don't they don't think they were Chinese anything I, I, to do. with to... even I even the State Department. Yeah, Virginia. I know. I
2: I've no, got to know. side with Ben on this. I, I this is this is it. really hinky. I would um, like to respectfully hobbyists please. weather balloons over what, from Montana. What drug you know, which, did you give Peter before if, the show? If, if, if we actually did track the first Chinese balloon from. Just about the time it was launched from China all the way across the Pacific. And we waited to shoot it down until it was off the coast of South Carolina. And suddenly there are other balloons in that airspace. I don't, there's something weird going on here. We're not, I don't think it's aliens or UFOs or anything, any of that nonsense. But I just don't, I I don't have confidence that the government is telling the the truth about what, what this is all about.
1: Uh, this reminds me very much of a wonderful scene from uh, the great 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 documentary super great documentary the world at war when a, a german woman who was a, a teenager during the closing days of world war ii uh, said to her accounts telling to her mother that, uh, that she had just heard goebbels on the radio and the girl said that berlin will remain german or uh, vienna will be, become german again and that uh, Germany would uh, would in the long run win the war. And the mother of this girl said, "Ah, oh, thank God, we're going to win the war." And the uh, daughter said, "Mother, you really believe him?" And uh, the mother said, "Why would he lie now?" Yes, you're completely right. There's no reason I should
0: believe the State Department on on what they're saying. What's even more frightening is the more is more of the jets that are being sent by Russia, brushing Alaska. I think there were two more today, Ben. That are uh, pr- obviously provocation of some sort. We have China doing this at the same time. So, I be you're 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 you're, you're I, what, and
1: what? What are they doing? What? What? Why is Russia doing this? Russia is getting its ass kicked in a way that no one would have foreseen. Uh, Shows. Very, very poor planning, very, very poor organization of a, what I very what we had thought was an invincible steamroller of an army and armed forces. Surpri- not surprising that they would try to show off and say, Well, you see, we are still a very strong tough power. And they are still a very strong tough power. The Russians yeah, you know, are but, incredibly but, but Tom, brave. Hold on, Peter, hold on Jesus Christ. Do I get to say anything? Your show. <laughs> the the Russians surely would like to show that they are still tough and they are tough they're very stru- smart, strong people they have incredibly good looking girls and it's incredibly and uh, so I just respectfully pass on to you the fact that the Russians could be doing this for some whatever reason they want to do it but uh, they're uh, nuts to be doing this on, to- on top of the fact that they cannot even come close. To beating ukraine which is a, a, a small fraction of their size has actually almost no domestic armaments industry what's, what are the russians doing what, what what's putin doing i know he has a lot of really gorgeous girlfriends that can distract a person
0: what would you what would you let me ask you a question if you're asked, what's your response
1: to what to, to the russians flying over yeah Nothing. Just uh, have our planes fly very close to them. That's a state, internationally recognize, recognized sign that you want them to turn back or move away. And and if they don't do them, if they don't do it, I think a, a warning that uh, that they've got to stop doing it, or else we're going to shoot them down. And then waiting uh, patiently, and then shooting them down. And that probably is a provocation for an air war over Alaska. And I think if the Russians think they can win that, they're in for quite a surprise. Peter.
2: Well, you know, mm. we don't know what Putin's mental acuity scores were in his last physical either. We do know that he's talked for a long time about wanting to put the put the band back together to reassemble <laughs> greater Russia. And I will remind you that just as Ukraine was once part of Russia, so was Alaska.
1: Aha, that's good. That's very good. That's very good. That's very good. So was California. So large parts of California, northern California, large parts of were Russian. And still are.
2: You know, I, I, Berkeley, I, I'm I, not Antigruz. sure he's in his right mind. I didn't and know, as that. We know As we know from World of War, which I watched and it's had somewhere it's in the house on, the on, on, the on DVDs and, it's and the rewatch. Best. It's the best. And it's an excellent program. Excellent. Um, Hitler was insane. Especially yeah, towards bet. the end of the war with, you know imaginary armies that were gonna come to the aid of Berlin and push the Russians out and and save save the Reich. Who's not to say that that and anyone anyone that dared disagree with him got shot?
1: Or so hanged by, by Putin, piano wire? Hanged
2: by piano wire. Yeah. And he <laughs> well, would watch the movies of them being hung with well,
0: hang. Ben. ben why you,
1: on wire hang, over hang, and over
2: hang, again hang, yeah. well, who's to say putin hasn't gone up gone around the same bend
1: ben why don't you explain so, to him what exactly. Peter
0: is talking about what documentary he's talking about so people, this is a
1: very very fine uh, i'm not sure how many discs it is 10 or 12 documentary called the world at war uh made by uh, the bbc uh pronounced left or uh, left-wing bias but uh beautifully done extremely thorough and um my previous favorite had been uh, Victory at Sea. This is uh, better, although no one will ever touch this, the musical score of Victory at Sea. Uh, but this was a really, 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 really beautiful thing. And I, I have to say, anyone who can afford it uh, and doesn't get, get it has made a serious mistake.
2: I, I looked for it on streaming services, and it's not there. So well, you, you, you just, just buy
1: it, cheap. You do have but, to get uh, it on
2: DVD. It's worth buying. It's narrated by Sir Lawrence Olivier.
1: It's and incredibly great. It's incredibly it, it,
2: great. It intercuts footage from the things that were happening in Poland and in the camps and in in Burma and India and England and the South Pacific with interviews of with many of the soldiers who fought and of the comm- the generation of commanders who remained with us. At the time they made it in the in the late 60s or early 70s, um, Albert Speer is in it is in it tremendously, and he he of course was Hitler's apple polisher and was trying to repudiate uh, not repudiate, uh, re, re burnish his own reputation and make him seem like he wasn't such a ba- as bad a guy as he was. He was a bad guy, but his insights are nonetheless fascinating,
1: and, and the whole thing is fascinating and it's interesting. Peter and my wonderful friend, Judah. Uh, I have a number of friends who are extremely ignorant about United States history or world history. And many of them ask me where, well, where do we begin? And I often say with the world at war, which is uh, just an amazing, amazing documentary. And starts uh, early enough before the actual combat in Poland to make it very worthwhile as a scene setting uh, documentary as well.
0: So, Ben, I want to ask you this question because Peter sort of brought it up and, it's, and we've spoken a lot about this because you've brought up most Americans don't realize it, Stalin was the most brutal, probably one of the most brutal humans have, that has ever existed. How did the whitewash of that history start? How did uh, Trotsky become romanticized and Marx become romanticized and nobody ever really talks about Stalin or Mao or Pol Pot? How did that happen?
1: Uh, There were lots and lots of left-wing people in the universities and in the um, news media, and and especially, I'm sorry to say, since I used to be a columnist for them, uh, in the New York Times. So uh, those people were just uh, bound and determined to make Russia seem uh, communism seem like a good thing. There was a very famous correspondent, uh, I'm sorry, I'm blanking for a moment on his name, uh, who said as about Russia, I have seeing the future, and it works. I'm sure Peter like, will know like, who it was. I
2: think that's Lincoln Steffens, isn't
1: it? Thank you, Peter. Thank you very much. You're entirely right. And uh, there was a lot of sympathy for communism. And it's a kind of interesting thing. The, the media rarely, rarely gets these things right. Here's a freight train barreling down upon us, uh, na- namely Bolshevism, which made no secret, made no secret of the fact that it's going to start out by killing as many middle-class people as it can and killing as many middle-class women especially as it can and making as many middle-class women as possible sex slaves of the commissars. and this uh somehow this made them very appealing to people in the media and uh, they stopped they did not stop being appealing to to the people in the media at any time and even after world war ii even after the Soviets themselves had repudiated Stalin, there were still lots of defenders of Stalin. And some of them lived on my street in Silver Spring, Maryland.
0: Now, it's amazing, Peter. And you you are I know you're a big film aficionado, so is Ben for that matter, but a big t- television aficionado. And none of the things they ever bring to us today yet with so many streaming services, All we get is the the dystopian stuff. You don't need to make this dystopian stuff up about Stalin, Mao, Pol Pot, unless you watch the killing fields like I did when I was younger and became interested in it. Most Americans don't know about this because they're 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 not being taught it and they're not being shown, it, Peter. And And, they're too lazy to look into it. Yeah.
2: Answer part of your question, Jonah. You know, during the 30s, during the break, again, I'm sorry. Um, during the 30s, there were a lot of young, smart people who thought the Great Depression meant that capitalism has failed and flirted with communism and could not reconcile their own. And, and, the, and the Russians sent all kinds of people over here as part of the Common Turn to make communism sound as attractive as possible to, as, to win as many converts as they possibly could. Um, it was very difficult for people to reconcile what they thought they believed in with the reality of what Stalinism was. I think they call that cognitive dissonance. Some people like Walter Durante, who got a Pulitzer Prize for The New York Times by lying about the murder of the Kulaks and the famine.
1: And in a, the show in trials. All and, the show in trials. Ukraine,
2: and the show trials.
1: Um, so this is you know, lots hey, of people. OK, so, so, okay we're so, going so down. OK, need, you you need Peter, need
0: hold on a second, Peter. Oh we're God, going I, down Peter history. Peter can't, we're stop. Go, can't we're go, stop.
2: We're going now. Peter, we're, I told you. Have, you, you have method you have to is read not a witness joke. Witness by Whitaker Chambers. We're,
1: we're, we're, you have, if
2: you want to understand, you have to read Witness by Whitaker Chambers.
1: I have witness read Witness by I Whitaker have, Chambers. In fact, I will tell you, I at one point had Nixon's autographed copy. Oh, wow. But I gave it back to Julie. Okay, so my
0: question—what I was going to get to—Peter, Peter's, uh, Peter, P- Peter's on a Peter, Peter's uh, doing a roll. He's, he's on a roll. He's on a roll, and I love the jacket, Peter. Ben, why don't you explain okay. to people, since we're going down history lane for a little few more minutes, what the show trials actually were?
1: So the show know. trials were a, a device of uh, Mr. Stalin, Comrade Stalin, to show that the uh, po- political figures uh, under him in uh, Russia were trying to subvert the country, and that the reason that the uh, econ- economics of Russia, US USSR, were working out so terribly was because these people were purposely uh, sabotaging Russian progress at the behest of and being paid by the gold of the British intelligence service. And these trials were just shamefully dishonest, and a number of people who were uh, tried wound up finding means, uh, luckily for them, of killing themselves. Uh, The others were cruelly tortured and and, then shot to death. And and there is a very, very, very fine book, which I will tell you, that I read when I think I was in junior high, called Darkness at Noon by a very famous German-Jewish writer named Kessler. And uh, if you read that, you've got a very good idea of what communism is all about. Well
0: said, and so I want to go to you now, Peter, who's on a roll and with a great jacket and a great shirt and a great room behind him. What these Ben had a different education, and Ben, Ben, ben obviously, so did you. Where was the breakdown? When did the breakdown happen that these books weren't that Ben's meant? Ben and you bring up movies and documentaries and books that people haven't seen, people haven't heard of. How, when did the breakdown happen? How did you find? I I don't know,
2: because I found a lot of this stuff on my own. I was interested in history. And so I went to the library um, in high school and I checked out books on things that interested me. Um, You know, I wasn't, I wasn't playing football. I wasn't, um, you know, on the track team. I was reading books because
0: it it was shocking. Wait a second, you were Um, not an athlete?
2: No, I was I I was in theater. Um, shocking, I know. My Tevye was brilliant. They still talk about. Oh my it. God, you're kidding!
1: Um, I want to hear something. I love, love, love that musical.
0: I love that. It, 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 First of it, all, Peter, tell harmless. people who Tevye is because people Tevye
2: is the lead character in a musical man. in the 1960s called Fiddler on the Roof, based on the stories of Sholem Aleichem, which is about the lives of Jew, of Russian peasant Jews. Living under the czar in fear of pogroms, who are eventually forced out of their home, uh, in, in Anatevka, which is the last song in the show. It's a oh my it's god, a, it's such a sad play! They're, they're, my god, It's my such god, a my sad god. moment!
1: It's such um, a sad play! My god, I went to see it at the National Theater in Washington before it went to Broadway with, with Zero Mostel? yes, and oh I went my there goodness, with my, with my high school girlfriend, Kathy Farrell. Whose uncle was a very, very, very famous writer. Uh, anyway, uh, and it was so heart rendering As my wife, the goddess of goddesses, the absolute supreme being on this earth, uh, and I said, it was. I was bawling; his tears rolling down my cheek.
2: I, I don't Zero, think, by the way, Zero, the people- Zero did not get to play the role in the film. That was played by Topol, the the Israeli actor, but. Um, I 0, why Zero plays, didn't get to play him. Zero plays. Wasn't he Max blacklisted? Bialistock. Yes, he, he was, blacklisted, was But no. Zero plays. If you want to, if you want to get a sense of what Zero was like, he was one of my favorites growing up. Watch Mel Brooks' original film version of *The Producers*. Zero plays Max
0: Bialystock. Now he's. He's zero must zero are not familiar with him was a tremendous actor. Sadly, he belonged. you know, he was a member of the uh, communist uh, of the communist party. Mm -hmm. But uh, his face just evoked so much emotion, so much. There there was something about him and he had that great line, the brilliant line in the movie, the front, he said to Woody Allen, it's nice when nice happens to nice nice people. And then he jumps out the window and uh oh
1: my god i i never i never knew that I you would not enjoy knew, this yes.
0: movie it's a brilliantly funny <clears throat> movie uh you Rit- would not written, enjoy written, it written
2: written by a blacklisted writer directed by a blacklisted uh, who um, was who director it? Who it, um I, I martin ritt was the director i think well, walter he was
1: gigantic comments. I,
2: I think walter bernstein was the writer a number of the supporting cast members, including Herschel Bernardi and Zero, were blacklisted. And it's a movie about the blacklist in, in, in the days of live television in New York. And Woody Allen plays a a, a, a a small-time bookie who's a cashier in a bar who has a friend who's a blacklisted writer. So he fronts for him. The, his friend writes the scripts and he submits them.
1: Oh, my God, it's heart But on the other hand, these people are apologizing for... And begging and, for and, and, forgiveness and, and, and for love of one of the worst mass murderers in the history of and mankind, that's, and
2: that's the that's the conflict that's never been resolved. That, that's that, not, that,
1: too, with all due respect, <laughs> my friend Peter, that's not a conflict to me. And, or to, oh, or to I, my I, wife, nor my I, mother and father, nor my sister. We a communist as a bad person. I I like to see the
2: best in people, and. I, I don't think uh, that you. depriving
1: well, so do you. People, ben. ben, you're, 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 I, you're I, I,
2: don't, I don't I don't think that, and, and we're seeing this now in reverse. And you, you talked about it a little bit in your documentary about what happens on college campuses, which is another thing that people need to watch. They need to go on a streaming service or, better yet, buy the DVD. Well, um, I if won't. If you buy and money. watch the DVD, <laughs> both you and Ben will profit, so you should do no, it. No, I won't. But, I won't but, profit but, 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 Blacklisting, shunning people because of their political views, even as abhorrent as they might be. I mean, these, these people were defending Stalin and they deserve no quarter from that regard. But the US government wasn't as hard as them, hard on them as Stalin was on the Russian people, but they were, the US government was pretty hard on some of these people. And I oh, they're them. very I hard on services. them. They're very
1: hard on them. And I, and you're it's interesting, you're so much older or younger or something, you get much younger. younger uh, you, when I was applying yes. for summer jobs in Washington and the bureaucracy, as we did when we were high school students in Washington and Silver Spring, I had to fill out a long, go through <laughs> a long, long list of organizations that I had to promise that I had not never belonged to, like. Uh, Maryland veterans of the Abraham Lincoln Brigade, things I'd like ever heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was just fascinating, but I have no sympathy at all for people mm-hmm. who were so stupid that they defended Stalin.
0: And oh, young Peter, this is where I have to be on the Ben Stein camp because he truly uh, got me on this one. Remember, this, was, this is very different than Trump supporters uh, mm-hmm. being shunned and being shunned for being a Republican. This was; these were people during the height of the Cold War that were stumping for communism. They, they, remember, we; they might have gotten blacklisted in any other country; they would have been executed. The yeah, same thing. That's, the, that's the, true. The, the that, same I, thing. Yes. The same thing with the Japanese and the internment camps. And this is why the show is so important. And this is why people like Ben Stein are so important. Because I had the same sentiment as you. I never want to see people. But this was a different time, and these mm-hmm. people were actually card-carrying members of the communist ma- party. Many,
2: many of them were.
0: Yeah, and and, 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 and
2: many, and- many, and many were not Stalinists. Some were not Stalinists. Some were probably not even communists at all. Um, there's a famous story about that's how Ron and Nancy Reagan met, that, that there was an actress named Nancy Davis, who was known to be uh, pink, as they say, the and the former first lady <laughs> and this other actress were being confused for one another <laughs> and she couldn't get work. So she made an appointment to go see <laughs> Ronald Reagan, president of the Screen Actors Guild, to get his help getting cleared of the allegations that she somehow was some kind of a communist sympathizer and, you know, a a love match was
0: made. And it's also important to note as as Ben has uh, taught me that there was, there was actually due process. Okay. Your, your cases were heard. So everything has to be put in perspective. There's absolutely no, relation to the people that have been blacklisted because they're of a different political party within our own country and That's people true. that were of a, of a different political party from a country
1: we were at war with. Okay. No, we weren't we, we were, we were at war, war, war or, or. With, with Russia at that time. We were, but And in fact, for part of that time, we were referring to Russians as our gallant Soviet allies. But after the war, for God's sake, it was could hardly have been clear that even, even Khrushchev was saying this guy was a mass murderer. But anyway, we can Let's go and
0: on. If you just tuned in, you are listening to the world. According to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein, we are joined tonight by contributing editor from Newsweek, the man that's on the roll, Peter Ra. He is really yeah. on the roll. Peter,
1: I used to take a drug. But I was teaching an American New called Dexamil. It was a mixture of Dexadrine and Miltown. And it really had me going like what they are doing now. And I was told it was off the market. And an amphetamine and a tranquilizer. That's
2: yeah, an yes, interesting combination. That
1: was great. If you, if you before we buy, move too far away from Stalin. Taking, you're obviously taking some tonight. Anyway, okay, so before I
2: want we to move some... too far away from Stalin and movies, one more movie I want to throw in. The Death of Stalin. It's about oh, 5, 10 it. years old now. It's fabulous. And if you, want, if you want to know about how scary Stalin was, this is about the inner circle around Stalin who find him dead. And they're still terrified of him.
1: Yeah, they're, they're terrified. He, he has a spasm a sort of involuntary spasm when he's dead, and he, his body moves and sits up for a second, and they're all bowing down to him, even though he's he's left a pool of urine on the floor where they're bowing it, it, down. It's it, it, it's a comedy. This was Steve and It's a sort of a comedy. My wonderful friend Vladi Plachinsky, whom I'm sure you know very well, uh-huh. Peter, is uh he is Polish uh and partly Jewish, but Polish. Polish and Jewish. And uh, he says it, it's not at all realistic because the Russians aren't mean enough. OK, yeah.
0: I, 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 I want to bring up the a very important thing, because I don't remember when this actually happened. Uh, the State Department Security uh, Council resolution mm-hmm. condemning Israel is un, is unhelpful, Ben. Uh, but they don't say whether they're going to veto it or not. And uh, that is some frightening times. Israel has decided to reclaim land that is their land. And uh, obviously, everybody is up in arms about this. Uh, They want to see Bibi's government uh, taken down. But the fact that our State Department doesn't have Israel's back is is a very frightening thing. And we talk about the rise of anti-Semitism and we talk about it's come and we've spoken about this from the State Department. But it's being led right now by the State Department.
1: Ben is is, 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 is it's terrible, terrible, man. terrible, terrible, just, just terrible, just terrible, just terrible. On the other hand, let's let let's give Mr. Biden some credit. Let's let's uh, shift gears and give him some credit. We, we're having an astonishing economic situation in which, uh, despite all the fears of all the economists except for me that we are about to slip into a bad recession, a really bad recession. The economy is just whirring along like crazy. These are policies that were started under the Trump regime and uh, they're still going strong. And we are, in fact, we're having, as everybody on the show and everyone watching knows, too much prosperity and too much inflation by a long, long way. Uh, but really these, uh, we were fearing a giant depression-sized depression, and uh, we got through that, and I think some credit goes to excuse me, Mr. Biden, and uh, uh, I, I cannot find it in my heart to criticize him for policies which were started by his predecessor, uh, Mr. Trump, and which seemed to me to have worked out extremely well. Yes, it's true. Eventually, it's going to turn around and bite me in the ass because I have a lot of fairly large amount of real estate and the interest rates will go up and it will slow down the prices a lot lot of the real estate. And uh, so that's sad. But uh, Mr. Biden has not by any means been a total failure and uh, not by any means. We've just lost all the viewers. So thank you. Okay, well, uh, sorry. I I, I don't get paid for the show in case you didn't know. I don't think you do either. Oh, yeah, what you do, but I don't. Anyway, so I'm not going to criticize him for that, especially a policy started by Mr. Trump.
2: I will not criticize him for following Trump policies either, but I want to go back to what uh, uh, Judah started with. I called myself
1: Judah or Jonah, because do you have a Jonah? I I called myself
2: that time Judah. I think it was Ronald Reagan who said the only thing that was wrong with the State Department was that it didn't have an America desk.
1: <laughs> ah, that's the State good. That's Department very good.
2: is the enemy. They, they prefer the status quo over everything else. They like Stalin because they think they know Stalin, they understand Stalin, they could deal with Stalin, and what followed Stalin could be worse. Um, it Crazy. has been the presidents of the United States, like Richard Nixon, and Ronald Reagan, and Donald Trump, who came to the aid of Israel when it was necessary. It was not the State Department. And Mr. Biden needs to have the clankers to tell his UN ambassador to veto the resolution in the Security Council. Absolutely. Absolutely has the right to defend itself, to protect its land, to claim its land, and Mr. Biden needs to tell the UN ambassador, this this stops and, and not to trade this away for concessions from the oil producing countries on the green global agenda.
1: Yeah, let, or let, let's maybe have a desk for American oil producing states. I mean, let's let's uh, let's have let's hear somebody in the federal government let's hear it for South Dakota, North Dakota, extreme western uh, uh, Kansas, extreme western. Uh, oh, oh no, I'm oh, sorry, I beg your pardon. Oklahoma, Texas. Let's hear it for uh, people North, who northeastern hydrocar-
2: Pennsylvania.
1: Right, exactly. People yep. who produce hydrocarbons which are so desperately needed. Let's have somebody in the government sticking up for them. We did under Nixon, and we do we need them now, right right now.
0: And I just, I just want to say, listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly kidding. I'm, I'm very, very much kidding around because the, the thing about Ben Stein is he's intellectually honest, and uh, even if it's not always the most popular thing, he, um, he, he was the one that he really railed against Bush for, for not bailing out Lehman Brothers, and he, who t- truly believed that had we bailed out Lehman Brothers in two thousand eight, we would not we, have had a recession. We would not have had the recession. So he's speaking strictly from an economist's point of view. So it, and, and it takes an honest mind to do that, whether you, you agree or not. And it's, it's not always easy to give somebody credit that you dislike. There are obviously always going to be a few things that you can give somebody credit for. But I, certain things like breaking down the Constitution and uh, allowing an invasion of our border Obviously, are uh and
2: shooting you know, down the balloons of innocent hobbyists, uh, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so you really have to do give it to Ben's time for being intellectually honest. I mean, God bless the, you, sir. The, the, bless the, you, sir. The, 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 there are realities, uh, eventually, it will certain as Ben's father said, if something cannot go on forever, it, it will it, stop. It, it will stop. Uh, we will see how this rides out. But Ben, I want to get back to this because they keep on talking about uh, I, I somebody i'm not sure who signed me up and i realize this is a fun way of getting back at somebody you don't like is subscribing them to email lists and i got an email from uh, j street before and uh, oh, oh god who's, who's, who's the biggest yeah, absolutely worst who's the biggest <laughs> anti-israel lobby and i'm like i know i never subscribed for this and i unsubscribed and they're like are you sure you want to unsubscribe and i'm like a hundred percent sure i want to unsubscribe uh, from uh, from j, uh, street. From j, j street. street but ben they're they're really and you have brought this up many times it's so it, what what it was it's not spoken about enough by anybody but we do it often is how dangerous and vicious and insidious this media is and the I mean, damage very, very they,
1: dangerous and there's a there's a link there's a network judah media many people in the bureaucracy many people in the academic world They're all linked together to try to get at us and hurt us. Yeah, we don't like it. We don't want to be hurt.
0: No, you're you're completely right, and it's on a global level. Uh, It's you don't you know, Peter. It's amazing. This week, uh, twelve scientists from, I believe, twelve different colleges or research centers said that the masks masks did little or nothing. To, uh, Who's been saying it's all wrong? We all have, and we i mean sure. we, used to, we used to have a guest were, on that. There were a to... lot of doctors and
2: scientists that were saying it. Even Fauci said it at the beginning. And anybody who understands anything about about gas, life sciences about should have gas, known.
1: Or about gas. Mask, or about mathematics.
2: If the mask is porous enough to breathe through,
1: the virus can get through it. You bet. The virus is a pretty damn smart old fellow.
0: Yeah, you're but yet you don't. But Ben, to, to my point is, you don't see that message all over. You don't see that these these twelve scientists who are from twelve different universities, twelve, no politics in the game, nothing <laughs> like that, come out and say this, and uh, and it doesn't. That's not being spread around, and it's it's a very. Uh, and that's where we are because you keep on hearing them st- say in New York we're, we might re- reinstitute a mask mandate. And uh, it, it, it's like, what science are you following? And Ben, I love your your, your famous quote on science, and I'm I'm blanking on it right the now. The last time I
1: saw a scientist, he was take care of directly my relatives to the gas chamber.
0: That's that that's 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 that one. I, I'm actually not familiar with, uh, hmm. but uh, it was something else about science. Ben, we have five minutes left. What do you want to talk
1: about? I want to talk about the fact that it is a very, very difficult world out there for people who do not have money. And I'm not, I'm not, I know that sounds like the most trivial of trivial things, but uh, today I was uh, speaking to uh, a very, very smart guy, Frank Motek, who does a show on the radio about, uh, Money and uh, he and I were going over some data about the state of the economy at present. And he says, oh, well, Case Shiller, and Case Shiller are, are some guys who do indexes of various things in the economy, are, are saying that the real estate is in terrible trouble. My wifey and I are mostly counting on our real estate to tie this over in our old age, even older than we now are, which is hard to believe. It's hard to believe it could exist. And I got really, really scared. And I went as the show was beginning to the case still index and it's hardly down at all. I thought, you motherfuckers, you're trying to scare and torture us. It, it, it made me very, very upset. And I thought to myself, what about people who don't have much money and don't have a dear friend, perhaps quite a bit older than they are, to make sure that they don't go hungry? It's not a it's not a nice thing to contemplate not having money. And I strongly advise everyone to make sure to demand that his parents give him lots of money. Uh Peter. I
2: uh, I missed that boat. Um
1: why? Why? Why did you well, miss
2: it? My my, my parents have both have both passed. Um, well
1: but they were alive for a while,
2: right? They they were and my father very made it made it very clear to me that he earned it and he would spend it. Um, and and I was fine with that and I needed to go make my own. But you know, here's here's what scares me about not having money. there's a lot of things that scare me about not having. Money. But principally is if I don't have money, then the government thinks it can tell me what to do. Mm. Where I can live, what That's I good. can eat. That's very good. That's very good. What what doctor I have to go to, what medical care I get. It it just it just under the guise of being beneficent and taking care of me, it takes away all of my ability to make choices in everything that it is that makes me a thinking human being. That's what scares me about not having money.
1: I'm scared because mostly in L.A. where I live and where I believe my very dear friend Judah is over to my left on my screen lives, is that you can't get really cute girls unless you have lots of money. I wouldn't know either way.
0: Uh, well, I don't
2: have lots of money, but I have a really cute girl. So I have
0: a really,
1: I know really that's anecdotal data, but... I have the best wife in the world. Don't
0: need money, don't need fame, no, no, don't need no credit card to ride this train. Ride this a. train. It, well, U- I, U- I, don't know I don't know that song. It was Huey Lewis in the pa- yeah. U- and the Power wow. of Love,
1: I believe. Power of
0: Love, Back, back to back. the Future,
2: 1995.
1: Yeah. U- 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 Lewis wow, and, dude, I am very impressed that you know a song like Great that. I movie. really am. Great uh, well. movie.
0: You know, you know me and my musical. Uh, I know right. you know everything. It's amazing. Uh, I'm a, yeah, I'm a bad party favor. Uh, but as we are wrapping up, I, uh, I do think it's important that we uh, do uh, that. We do have discourse, and we do, even if we disagree or agree, that it's it, it, we weren't always a country
1: like that. Well, I would like to add add another item, which is that my father, who I think really was about the smartest person I ever met in my life, even smarter than Milton Friedman, who was really, really smart. But my father was much, much smarter on issues of race than Milton Friedman. Uh, My father, towards the end of his life, said that his greatest regret was that he had not eaten more chocolate milkshakes. And that seems trivial. I know it seems trivial. I don't
0: think it seems trivial. But
1: it isn't because enjoyment of the pleasures of life right now is a great mm-hmm. thing. I'll tell you the second closely connected thing. In the uh lobby of, I own some property uh, besides the house that Wifey and I are in. And in the lobby of one of the buildings, a few days ago, I met a simply staggeringly beautiful girl. Not as pretty as many of the other girls I know. Certainly not as pretty as my Wifey by a very long way uh which would be impossible to be uh and uh she uh, I, I talked to her for a little while and she talked to me for a little while and i later learned that she had been just until recently the girlfriend of the richest man in the world and uh she was extremely interested in the life story of richard nixon and I thought to myself, "Wow! Now this is really rare in Los Angeles, where all the only thing that interests most women is money." And I thought I give this woman a lot of credit, and I, I really, really do. That's all.
0: And there you are. And uh, the woman I want to mm-hmm. give credit to tonight is my mother, who is a first-generation uh, American, here, here. who whose whole whose whole family was pretty much marched into into like sheep into the slaughter, and uh, she was an only child. Uh, she was, her parents had her later in life and she came from nothing. And, uh, we were a very small family and, uh, she managed to pull it all together. And I just want to tell a really, uh, quick, great story. My mother went to the mechanic and, uh, the mechanic had said to her, do you need to get your husband's, uh, your husband's, uh, approval before I, 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 you you do this. Do you need to call and My mother's like, he needs to get my approval. That's good. And that's my mother, Frances Friedman, uh, a great mother, great grandmother, and a great grandmother, a great great grandmother. (laughs) And uh, truly a wonderful human. And uh, from the bottom of my heart, even though she still reminds me of the light bulb or the toilet seat I left up 30 years ago. Um, And I remember hearing her fall in. I want to thank everybody. I I want to thank everybody uh, that's been listening to the world according to Ben Stein. I want to thank uh, our rumblers, our ranters, our truthers, and hope we brought a little history into your lives tonight and a little knowledge about the past because it's so important. I'm grateful that we have Peter Roth uh, contributing editor at Newsweek and so many other places. You can find him at the Roth report, at the the Roth draft, uh, on Truth and Twitter and everywhere. Peter, thank you. Thank you, John. uh, Thank you, Judah.
2: Thank
0: you, Dr. Stein. And uh, thank you for uh, uh, introducing us to the people, the great people of um, The Daily Caller. And uh, thank you for that, Peter. And of course, the show would not be complete without America's humble servant, uh benjamin jeremy stein and you could find him, of course on truth rumble all over and you can find him at newsmax and of course spectator.org and uh it's got a new book also at the beverly hills hotel and all over west hollywood on that note i want to wish you all a great night god bless you all god bless america ben stein please take us out
1: we are a band of brothers and native to the soil. We give to her our, our brotherhood, our freedom, and our toil. Hurrah, 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 and then hurrah, hurrah for the bonnie blue flag that
0: bears a single star. God bless you all. God bless America. Have a great night. Good night. Good night.